Good evening, hockey fans! Hello and welcome to the first episode in a wee while of the Good Evening Hockey mm-hmm. Fans podcast. Long time no see. Yep, a lot of things to catch up on. Uh, where have we been? We were f- on holiday in New York and we went to a hockey match out there, not the Rangers. We went and saw the Devils versus Maple Leafs, which was a great time. But I think we're going to do like a bonus podcast for that, maybe later on and go into it in a bit more detail mm-hmm. rather than taking up like ages of time in this podcast for it. So maybe do a okay. bonus episode. Fair enough. So we've got about three weeks to catch up on and I guess trust us to go on holiday and then the clan get their first four point weekend. Yeah, I mean, spoiler alert for our uh, New Jersey Devils podcast, but <laughs> we went, I think we said this actually in the, the episode that we recorded when we were in the airport, we went over there thinking, we're finally going to see a game of winning hockey because they were on a, a bit of a winning streak, lo and behold, they break that winning streak and lose uh, when we go to see them. Whereas, this was it the same night? I can't remember. Back home, the clan won, and yeah. we're obviously not there. So that was a bit gun. Yeah, so we're beginning to wor- wonder if we were the jinx. Yeah. And we have had a bit of a suspicion that we are the jinx. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we had a great time out there. Clan got the four points on the board and kind of started the ball moving under the new kind of management team. We've got some coming up news updates. We'll, go in, we'll chat about the equipment sale, some home matches, and our first ever away match to put the clan. Mm-hmm. So we've got quite a lot to unpack. Um, and I think, if memory serves me, we'll just jump into the news, but we're going to call this episode to see ya. Matthew Wa. Matthew Wa. <laughs> I came up with that my way home from work yesterday. Thank you yeah. very much. I don't work in marketing, but I should. So that's what we're going to call the episode. So I guess that kicks off the news with one of the first of the many leavers was Matthew Wa is leaving the club with immediate effect. So that has breaking mm-hmm. over the past few days. Or as we like to call him the biz, the business, was it Wazzy? Is that what they say in all these like interviews with uh, Dyson? Yeah, we were we were talking about this. I feel like every um, hockey player seems to have a snappy wee nickname. So even Matthew Wa, you think Wa, short name as it is, but Wazzy, yeah. Yeah, so we noticed that. And so obviously, big disappointment because he's been a bit like the kind of point maker of the team. He's obviously the captain and even more recently started getting points on the board and mm-hmm. scoring some goals and things like that. So it's massively disappointing for him to leave kind of midway through the season. Now, I think we do understand, it sounds like, from our loose understanding of hockey, he was maybe at the end of his hockey career um, or approaching it, and he's got a better opportunity that's going to see out maybe yeah. a bit more of a career for Future him. Future-proofing, can't blame the guy. So, yeah, it's a bit disappointing. I think, like most fans, I think we'd have liked to have seen him maybe have one last game or two at home, especially the two home matches coming up, but unfortunately, by the sounds of it, he's off skate, that's it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what happens when these opportunities come about. They need you ASAP, so he's away. So, one of the things in the... Or a So, a wee editor's footnote here. After we recorded, we found out where Matthew Wah was off to. He has left to go to Norfolk Admirals on a standard player contract. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure there's more to it, but on face value, it's a wee bit disappointing that your captain's left to go and play for a team that looks like they potentially have a worse record than the clan. One of the things we listened to just before we came in the house from work there was the recent interview with Dyson, kind of talking about why leaving, and he was talking for nine minutes, and to be fair to Dyson, I think 
it comes across a really great speaker. Yeah, definitely. Seems to talk a lot of sense. And to be fair, I think he's been doing all right with the results. But he was talking about them who they're going to replace as the captain and through that interview, there's probably a minute where you're like, go on, spit out, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And then he goes, ah, we're going to give it a month. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, oh, you've just teased us there. But, I mean, again, don't want to start conspiracy theories, but our theory is, is, is that when Bhutan's going to come back? Is that when Laporte's going to come back? Yeah. Seems a bit sus. It does so indeed. If if one of them does end up getting, getting the C, you heard it here first. Yeah, so I think I don't think many people would be disappointed to see Laporte get the C, but yeah, we'll see what happens there with the captaincy. But yeah, that's kind of a big one while leaving. Not the kind of player you want to leave midway through the season, because I would imagine getting kind of one of the better players in the team and maybe the league is quite a tough one to fill. But as Dyson said, it probably frees up a fair bit of the wage budget, mm-hmm. so we might yeah. be able to kind of get someone in. I think working our way backwards, we had Jake Bolton leaving. Which was again another disappointing one because he came in and kind of steadied the ship in D and seemed quite a calm hand and mm-hmm. he didn't make too many mistakes that we saw and we seemed to be getting a bit of momentum going with him and the team. I was just going to say all of about two games I think we saw him play. Yeah, of the two games we saw him play but he's leaving, I think he was injury cover and I think his job and personal life he needed to go back home so I think we got him for about a month or mm-hmm. so but he kind of did the job and that's what you're hoping. You're hoping you could maybe have got him for the rest of the season because when he got interviewed, he was really selling that it's really working for his like work-life balance, yeah. like training, then he comes back, starts his shifts and most of the games in the evening, so it works out well for him. But unfortunately, that wasn't to be. Um, this one isn't really news, but I just saw the bold Toth Meister, Gregory Toth. He'd left a fair bit ago, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, that was... That was- is that not before Bolton came in? Yeah, I think that maybe. was. And I think that was maybe one of the... F- you could maybe argue one of the first moves the Dixon-Dyson kind of combination had made was kind of... I can't remember the story, but he was away. But I just saw he there, he's joined Budapest... He's joined Budapest Jegarong Academia, whoever they are. But I think, if memory serves me, is from Budapest, so... It does sound like he's moved back home by the looks of it. So I think that was kind of the news updates. And I think probably the big discussion point we've seen online and things like that is the management situation going on with Dyson and Dixon and Bhutan, who's actually managing the team. And from our point of view, it seems to be working out all right. The results, if memory serves me, something like we've won like four out of the past eight or roughly something like that, yeah. which isn't too bad. Comparatively def- speaking. Yeah, um, but it does feel like we've been playing a bit more structured and a bit better even in some of the defeats, i.e. one of the ones we watched last night, Guildford. We, Guildford were all, always kind of in the winning seat, but we did play a lot better. And I think I think one of the man, rival managers actually complimented saying the team seems to have a bit more structure. Mm-hmm. I think he was kind of almost having a dig at Malcolm Cameron at that point. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how it goes. I think for me, the big test is going to be this upcoming month, which we'll touch on at the end, but we have a tough month ahead. Mm-hmm. And if these boys can get us some results. You never know, they might be getting them a shoe in for the job next season, but I'm up. I'm being optimistic. But anyway, moving on from the news, one of the other things that happened this week is the equipment sale that was happening mm-hmm. at the clan. So I went along flying solo. I think uh, if memory shows me, Ailey was out in the Randan on a Christmas night out. So yeah, I work quite close to the arena and thought I'd just head along a bit early. I'm glad I did because it was cash only. So 
I don't know about anyone else, but I'm sure there's loads of cash machines at the arena, but I'd walk to the Marks and Spencer's end, so like the polar opposite end of where the sale was, because it was at the kind of blue car park, which is the escape side entrance to the arena. That's where it was. So I ended up walking all the way up there to get some money out. No idea what the prices were going to be. I felt like a bit of a baller with that cash. Um, walked back. So I was probably there maybe 45 minutes early. And there was probably about maybe 20 folk in the queue before me. Now, if memory serves me, at the summer one, it kind of felt like everything was cleared out within like the first five minutes. It mm-hmm. felt like, I think... I think if I remember, there was like people out with like five or six jerseys just walking by. So we're standing in the queue, and I end up getting talk, talking to a girl and a father. Um, I think I've got them, Emily. So a big shout out to them. They were they were very interesting to talk to, especially as being a complete like kind of novice to hockey. Mm-hmm. It's it's really interesting to speak to people that have been like following up for donkeys, and especially at such a young age, you're like your knowledge is blown off the chart. But they're telling me about. <laughs> history of like the the merch sales and I think now this sounded like quite a fun one it was at Bavaria or something like that Bar Bavaria we would have it and I think there was like a sponsorship thing between the two clubs is that, is that not over the, the, the over at the Xscape yeah uh, so I think there was some sort of sponsorship deal mm-hmm. and uh, they would do it there that sounded a bit funner than just at the arena but anyway so I was getting I got a wee bit of history there yeah, Uh, so got a wee bit of history and just talking about different other things so I'm not gonna lie I was sitting in the queue or sitting then standing in different things because as soon as I found a bench I sat on it and I was thinking am I going to get like a kind of game issue match worn top here and I was thinking I don't know it looks like a few hardcore folk in front of me and I think the last sale the prices of the tops were like I don't know maybe 60 quid (laughs) Or less maybe. For like game issue match one tops And they posted a picture maybe like 10 minutes before the doors open And I could see like the pound sign in the digits But you couldn't see the price mm-hmm. And I was speaking to daughter father And then uh, there was another lady I was speaking to as well And we're like no that can't be And I was like that looks like 120 For a Ooh. game issue top And I was like that seems a bit spenny mm-hmm. as, as the youths would say Cost the living crisis Yeah so and I thought it's definitely three digits and I think when we were speaking ah, usually it's about 60 and then there was another rack or whatever so anyway I was kind of a bit like oh this this, is, this isn't this is the cheap sale I was thinking it was going to be so anyway we got in or before we got in I was kind of saying and, and I know this is a really strange player to want the top of but I really like the guy Bookie Boom and I can't tell if that was from his playing abilities or just his name I, I like the way it was pronounced yeah I- I think mostly it's the latter, to be honest, isn't it? Potentially, but I do like the name Bookie Boom. So I was like, oh, I really would like a Bookie Boom top. And uh, I went in, and there's two racks. The first rack on the left-hand side when you go in, that side, so it's at the bar side of the arena, it was game-issue jerseys. Now, I don't think they were match-worn. I think they were just game-issue, maybe hadn't been used. I'm not sure. So being new to it, I didn't really know what that meant, but I was looking for a Bookie Boom, and... Do you know what one of the ladies that was standing I was talking to goes, is this the one you're after? And I was like, oh, you a pint. Aww, what a legend. Nice. So I had that one. And the difference from what I can tell from getting like a top with the name on it from, say, like the merchandise stall or whatever, like you can buy it at the start of the season, is that, well, I think it's stitched, everything's stitched on, st- like the name's stitched in the back, 
the number stitched in the arm and if you got a captaincy one it would be stitched there but I think there's also like the, the, the main sponsor on the back mm-hmm. the, just kind of at the neckline mm-hmm. so I think those were probably the main differences in the tops so I got that and I knew we used to also have this obsession when we first started with our main man uh, Tim Shoup Tim. and this is only because of I don't know if anyone's seen the Adam Driver is it? Um, the meme Good Soup uh, so we liked to, whenever, very original, whenever um, Tim Shoup, you know, scored or got an assist, we would say, good Shoup. <laughs> yeah. that, that's it. That, that's that's it. the whole reason that's why we, we love Tim Shoup. So these tops were £100 and Muggins here dropped two hunch. One for Ailey's uh, Christmas. And I really wanted that book boom top. So that's that's what happened there. And that was me pretty much skint after that. Oh dear. Um, uh, and then on those tops, I think when I left, by the time I was leaving, pretty much everyone was through the door. So it was like the queue was nowhere near as big. It was, you know, easily a quarter of the size it was in the summer, if not even maybe smaller. So by the time I was leaving, pretty much everyone else been able to get a pick of their jerseys. So in that game issued jerseys, there was actually a lot of good players in it. So it was the 21-22 season. Mm-hmm. So I think someone picked up a star at top. So, you know, you'd say mm, arguably a f- the fan favourite from last season. Mm-hmm. Outside of the kind of usual one, Laporte. There was a Clangus one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, I think almost most of the squad there. So I think, to be fair, they had a good selection. I think where I probably benefited was that, I guess, the price being so high, probably... Maybe priced people out, or maybe people were like, actually, do you know what? Maybe I don't want to spend this amount of money on it because 100 quid is 100 quid. That's it's a, it's more than I expected to pay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where my expectation comes from because I've only been to one before where I saw no tops. So it kind of worked out for me, but, but what I was, where I was going with that is when I was leaving, I think at the last equipment sale, everything was cleaned out apart from like, you know, was it O'Brien or something like that who lasted like two games or something? Whereas I, I didn't look at the names, but there was definitely plenty of players from last season's jerseys still there, mm-hmm. which I think if the price point was maybe at like 60, 70, I'd imagine people might have been picking up multiples. Mm-hmm. So the price point in one way probably was a bit high. I'm not convinced they sold them all, even though it said the stock was clearing out. When I left and everyone went through the doors, I'd be a bit surprised if it did. But maybe it did. It definitely the price point probably didn't shift stuff as quick, but it probably gave me the opportunity to actually get some of the tops because, you know, maybe the first 20 people might have snapped them all up if they were yeah. cheap. So there's the next, I know I've went into a lot of detail about this merch story here. <laughs> um, glad you, I don't think a lot of people actually made to it and are probably interested to know what was going on. Yeah. So there's another rack and that was all the kind of even older tops. And from what I gather, there was some half-decent stuff. I think there was a... Some like Valentine's Day stuff, training tops, stuff that wasn't out last time. Well, so it's weird does that come from? We're, yeah, we're, do they just know that like, we're going to have X amount per season of in terms of merch and equipment sales? So, like, we'll we'll, we'll allocate this to the different. I, I, I just don't understand. Where, yeah. where have they been stolen this away? Well, Ailey, I remember you working in retail telling me about how they just have racks of stuff that they just bring out every year. Trade secrets. <laughs> so, so it's, where does this stuff come from? And going back to the match warm ones, some got a Haywood top, you know, another fan favourite as well. So there was definitely like a good selection. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like some real random players. So that was the kind of two, I guess, for me, hot topic areas. Obviously, by the point I picked up two 
tops at 100 that I didn't even bother looking at the 60 quid rack too much because I didn't have any money left to spend. I think they had some sticks, hats, or helmets. And... <laughs> I mean, hat. <laughs> yeah. All the players with their hats on. <laughs> um, and they had uh, bags and stuff like that. So that was kind of like the, the cash only. So then there was the next section, which was more the like merchandise mm-hmm. section of like, you know, like the website stuff. To be fair, there probably was bargains to be had. Some of the stuff was cheap. I think there was like jackets for a fiver, scarves for three quid. So I picked up one of them, t-shirts, socky tops. The socky tops were still 20 quid, which I don't think was the biggest bargain. Mm-hmm. That's a seasonable, like, seasonable, a seasonal item as well. I mean, who's going to be wearing a socky top in the winter? Mug and sheer bought one. <laughs> I know, but still, like, you, you would think yeah. that for being a season, they would have slashed the price a bit more. So they'd... They had that, um, and that seemed to be a lot of that stuff seemed to be flying. Now, speaking of jackets, I ended up speaking to a guy at the Fife Flyers match we went to, which we'll come on to, and he was wearing a Warrior jacket with the clan logo on it. Mm. And I don't know how many times I need to say, Can we just get a Warrior jacket with the clan logo on it? Because see the joggies in um, like Zipper Hoodie that I got. Um, but from that warrior release they done maybe a few months ago, comfiest joggies I've got, and I've spent a fair bit of money in joggies, uh, so I'm a joggies expert, um, and the, the zipper hoodies amazing as well. Oh, what I do for that, and I was speaking to that guy, and he was saying, oh yeah, the one that's got, I think they now wear like cat, it's got a khaki green like kind of mm, silhouette or something. Um, oh, I just wish they'd release that. So I think that's me covered to death. The equipment sale. It's a pretty good, comprehensible video. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Didn't expect to talk to you about 10 minutes about that, but I thought people might be mm-hmm. intrigued to know what kind of went down. Should we move on to some of the matches? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll kind of pick some, but we'll not go into too much detail because some of them are a wee bit old at this point. I think we want to really focus on the away match, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll, we'll quickly cover off some of the matches before that. So the... The first match we got to go to, or I got to go to, because Ailey wasn't feeling well, so I took my mum along. We went to the Clan versus Dundee Stars match at home, which was a 6 1 win for yeah. the Clan. That was the night we came back from holiday, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was the night. Jet lagged oh, AF as well. Oh, the plane was delayed five hours. We had to change flight. What a I was not in the mood for seeing the Clan get beat, so I needed you that You deserved win. the win, yeah. Um, so I took my mum, she loved it. Although she did feel pretty guilty that you didn't get to see a win, because I think my mum now. At that point, was sitting with the same amount of wins seen this <laughs> season, Me? yeah, as you. Um, so my mum was feeling a wee bit guilty about that. Then obviously, you know, it started to begin. I began to thought maybe I'm not the jinx, and actually, maybe it's just Ailey. Um, so we arrived at that, and I think the Dundee bus was delayed. So we went into this, we went into the arena, then to find that out, and to give props to kind of the people that do the ticket scanning in this instance they were letting people like scan back out and just go into the arena so it was delayed for like an hour mm-hmm. so that was pretty decent but um yeah 6-1 it was a good win really enjoyed it um but i think one of the things that um it just shows you there is when i was speaking to one of my friends not a dundee stars fan but a fife I find one of the things that it was showing me is if you can get a wee run of games together, you can actually kind of move quite far in the league. And we are only like two, three points, three points yeah. off that eighth spot. And I think she was saying as a Fife fan that they ended up playing rubbish the whole season, mm-hmm. then getting a good wee run and end up getting to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it just shows you 
So the next thing, this is more where Ailey comes in. Um, Ailey, Ailey bought the stream for this. This was the the reverse leg of that, wasn't it? Dundee Stars away. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I can't really remember. I think I get beat. <laughs> But I can't yeah. really remember too much about the game other than, and I mean, to be fair, they got it fixed pretty quickly, but in the first period, eh, initially the stream wasn't working and then there was like a massive lag, it was like the commentary and the eh, video capture, I guess. Um, so I think I missed like every goal <laughs> because of that. And t- to be fair, like I tweeted eh, Infinity21, which is I think the platform or host, whatever, um, and they got it sorted pretty quickly. I think they just kind of rebooted during the, the first interval. But it was a bit annoying. Yeah, and it just shows you, hockey's a weird game. I can't remember the score for that one, but we go from winning six... Chill Cup? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, hold on, listeners, while Ailey looks it up. Oh, you, you entertained. Um, so I think what I was going to say there is what's kind of fickle about hockey is that you go from a 6-1 comprehensive win, mm-hmm. and it was... From my point of view, not lucky. It was a very good win. To then, literally the next day, you go and get beat. It was um, six three to Dundee. How does that happen? But that's that's part of what makes hockey quite a good sport to watch. Is anything, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Um, so yeah, that was the home match, or that was those kind of matches there um, that we saw. So the next match we went to was the big one to talk about. Our- the derby. The Derby, the Fife Derby, our first ever away match. Mm-hmm. So we ventured out to pastures now. Kirkcaldy. Kirkcaldy. <laughs> also helped it that we see put on a bus for a five of each. Yeah. And being quite cheapskates, we jumped in that opportunity. For, for... <laughs> Sorry, I love that you've just spoken about dropping like £200 <laughs> and then you're talking about being a cheapskate buzzing for getting the bus for a five. Yeah, what Ellie doesn't remember is I went to that the equipment sale myself because Ailey was on a work night out I picked Ailey up and I said oh I got this top and I'm not going to lie Ailey slagged me the whole way back saying I can't believe you've just spent all that money on a hockey top and see if I'm being honest with you I can't believe it either but I deserve the slagging Um, but I hope you enjoy your hockey top (laughs) my love (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah we got the OSC bus this is our first kind of trip on it and I guess See with all these things It's like You don't know what the etiquette is Like when do you arrive to get the bus It says it leaves at 4.15 sharp Mm -hmm. But do you show up half an hour early Where do you sit in the bus I feel like I was back in the school bus again Um, And to be fair I'll give massive shout out to Callie Absolute legend of a guy Very helpful wasn't he I messed him in the old Twitter Going what's the script With a whole load of Like noobish things basically Mm -hmm. Um, Like where does the bus even stop Where'd you even go on it didn't even know. We know it's Escape Pass. Like, is it that the oh, Tony Macaroni it, side? Mm-hmm. Was it, was it the dollar side? And nope. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sure you're going to talk about the food shortly, but it had some good food tips as well. Yeah, it had some good food tips. So we got the bus. It was what an hour twenty minutes away. So we ended up speaking to Cali for a wee bit. There was some banter in the bus. Then we got there, and bear in mind, this is our first time at the Fife Ice Arena. <laughs> the fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so we got there and like it, it, it almost felt like we were in a war zone at one point yeah. like all of a sudden we got into this car park 
And I feel was one time I went early and like the bus was rocking side to uh-huh. side. I, I mean, I think I had read comments previously from people saying like, oh, be prepared for the, the craters pretty much in the car park. But I thought, how bad can it be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> and for someone who's not willing to admit that they were actually hung over this day, bear in mind this is the day after the equipment <laughs> sale and he was out in the sauce, shall we say. <laughs> Those cr- Free wine. <laughs> those craters were perhaps not the most helpful. Yeah. So we decided, we arrived early before doors open and we're sitting there and we'd kind of heard good things about the food at the arena. We also saw on Google Maps that there was a chippy. There was a chippy. And then I think somebody came on the bus with a chippy. Yeah. So you know what it's like. The smell started wafting our way. So yeah, we, I think we were asking around and Callie and a few other folks said... Yeah, it's a pretty de- decent chippy, so we wandered over there. Yep. Pretty busy, wasn't it? Pretty busy, but even in the wander over there, just to go into more details in the potholes, I'm sure you'd all want to know more. <laughs> pretty, pretty tell. Uh, we had to use a torch because it's pitch black, there's no like, lights yeah. in the car park. And then th- it's like the craters are that big, you could always lose an ankle in water because <laughs> it was like, wet as well. So we, we wandered across there, and to be fair, the chippy was absolutely heaving. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you couldn't get in at one We couldn't get in at one point, then you get in a queue, and it's that busy, they're taking people's orders as they come in to put in the fryer before you even went to the towel. Now, I think, if we're going to be honest, we ma- right. it was alright. We made a faux pas, I think. I think everyone we saw. Had fish and chips. Mm-hmm. Of course, we ended up going for a sausage supper. Don't know why we went for that. I think I fancied it. Fish and chips, I think. It can be difficult. It can be difficult, but we should have went for it. That's what everyone maybe went for. And I think that impression I get is that's maybe more what they're known for. Mm, fair enough. And we didn't think about that. We just went with our, with our stomachs and went for the sausage supper. Mm-hmm. And... It was alright. It was a three out of five. It was a three out of five effort. I think maybe we had decided at that point though, but because we heard obviously people on the bus saying, "Oh, the food in the arena is good," so we had decided we were going to do a bit of a double dunter, so we didn't <laughs> want to go full hog get the fish. I just wanted to clarify because you hadn't touched on that. Yeah, so, so yeah, just so we don't look like complete pigs, we got a, a sausage supper to share, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so we did that. We got back to the. Bus. We didn't go on the bus because by that point everyone was queuing to get into the arena. So it's, it was a fairly long queue to get in. Now, I don't know if that's what happens at Brayhead. Now, see, to be honest with you, I don't think we've ever seen a warm-up at Brayhead. We kind of rock up just in time for yeah. lights going out and that's us. And I always say, let's go and watch the warm-ups. And we never, we never do. Um, so there's a queue to get in. The arena, some, at Brayhead... It's, it's a different vibe. It's old school. It is old school. Old school. And I don't mean that in a bad way. And I know Fife Arrivals. I liked it. I, I liked it. Had character. Had character. Uh, so, a bit of background about me. I've got a, a parent who's a skating teacher. So, when I was younger, I ended up spending loads of time at ice rinks and all that kind of stuff. But it just took me back 20 oh. years ago. You wouldn't believe it. I'm nearly, I'm nearly 30. You're uh, over 30. Right, sh- so how would you rank, I'm just interested, how would you rank uh, the, the FIA and Brayhead in terms of, you know, um, other rinks you've seen in your life? At Brayhead? No, the, like, how would you compare them? Uh, like, well, in so, terms of, like, your all-time rinks is, like... The fire number one, like. Why do you keep saying fire? What is this? Fire, fire, How would it rank? Well, to be honest with you, it ranked up there. It was a standard issue. It, you know, you're not going for gourmet food, but what they had was everything I like. 
burgers. Good. Chips. Hot dogs. And there's loads more. I think I've got a price list on my phone. And that's one of the key points of this. It was cheap. It was cheap. It was cheap. Hot dogs. No fancy uh, rollover bag. Tin foil. £2.70. <laughs> Love it. Burgers, just straight in a box. There's some sauce. Help yourself. Not, I think, well, how much a hot dog at the clan? Like five fifty. Six is it not the same? I don't know. Yeah, something Four fifty, like five fifty, five, five six. Pretty much near enough double the price. And yeah, the the food. I'm not going to pretend it was brilliant. It was a three out of five again. But it was uh, just what I would, how I would describe it is. See if the food at Brayhead was like that. I'd probably just say, let's just go and get food before the match. Yeah. Rather than saying, well, we'll go for a Five Guys, we'll go for a McDonald's, we'll go for a Burger King, that kind of thing. Because why would it's just a bit more cost effective where you don't feel like you're getting absolutely shafted. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, if I'm being honest with you, I eat at Brayhead Arena if I've like left it too late or like I'm jumping to the match straight off the back of being out or doing mm-hmm. something I don't think I would actively go to the match and go right I'm going to go get a, one of the famous Brayhead hot dogs sorry I'm not meaning to slag off the hot dogs but um, what I mean is for me the pricing at the Fife Ice Arena was probably pretty well done that I think if I was a Fife fan I'd probably for the most part say I'm going to go and eat at the arena before the match mm-hmm. rather than go and eat elsewhere but I, the food was great again I think I've spoken about the food for, for long enough. Um, so yeah, we went and checked out the away seat. So you basically come in at the corner where the cafe is. And you have to walk along like kind of the left-hand side when you walk in because you can't go to the right-hand side because that's where the players are sitting. It's blocked off. Just go down there. So you, you have to do like a scenic tour of the five fans <laughs> to get to you. But so we're in the very back row and I actually thought it was actually a decent view view from our seats uh, they were all right it's a bit of like an awkward position because you've got like the netting I suppose yeah I, I do think one of the points that could to improve the away fan experience would be to have the away team score that side twice if that makes sense we were scoring into the up the, the net at the other side twice for two of the three periods well I thought the seats were quite good there was a uh, yeah, it is what it is. It was a, I thought it was quite a nice arena, to be fair. It was cold. Not as cold as I expected. A lot of people typed this up as being cold. Like, my mum was saying... You, you it know, was colder than Brayhead, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, in comparison. I think we've got kind of unusual seats. We sit right at the very back row, like, behind, like, the big... Not fans, but, like, I don't know whether it's, like, cooling system yeah, or air system. So as if we've got this, like, hot spot. <laughs> the Gulf Stream. It's like, we're so warm that I could go with a jumper, probably still even now. The seats were pretty good. The atmosphere was pretty, pretty good as well. It was, uh, what would you say, lively. Lively, yeah. The f- fans in good form. Well, I'll admit, once that wee boy with the drums started kicking in, I must admit, I jumped out my skin. <laughs> that was he a, a wee trooper. He's a trooper. And uh, I think the first thing you're going, oh, I don't know if I can handle this for the rest of the match. And then before you know you get acclimatised to this wee boy just banging uh-huh. this drum for like two hours solid. It is quite like, this is a... a bit of a controversial take but it does quite like the fife drum I think they had like maybe two drummers it was like a kind of like slow build up like getting yeah. faster and faster I like that yeah, it was I'd like, like a, us to start doing pinch that yeah it's like a dun, 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 
That's it. Yeah, I like that. Hopefully that translated in the podcast. Ian's Ian's a drummer, so I think that that kind of... I don't know, satisfied the drummer side of you. Yeah, I think deep down I'm pretty jealous of the wee boy with the drum and all these other drummers. Yeah. But they built up a good atmosphere. There was a really funny bit towards the end where it was like stand up for the Glasgow Mm. clan. And then... Then like there's some random guy like it was almost like he had a wee speaking podium. He'd just go then he'd put his hands to signal like sit down. Then everyone going sit down for the Glasgow clan and and, and it was it was pretty good. But going back to the match, it was an entertaining match. The first period we didn't really get off to the races, and I think if memory serves me, Fife had got a big win the night before. Yeah, they'd won against Nottingham six one or six two. Yeah, so quite a big win. And the first period, you could definitely tell they kind of came out with a bit of a, yeah, we've just won a big match and we're playing like it. Mm-hmm. Whereas we looked a bit slow and I was a wee bit concerned, like, oh, this could be a bit of a slow one for your first away match. But then in the second period, we came out guns blazing and got two goals. So it was... one Gary Hayden? Hayden? I think those were the two, yeah. And then... I can't remember what happened. Did it go to 2 1 or whatever we ended? It ended up in a bit where we were, I think we were up 3 1 with like, say, three minutes to go. Yeah. And then the five team did that kind of thing where they pulled the goalie and then tried yeah. to get a goal and then they got a goal. With 25 seconds yeah. to go, I think. Yeah, 25 seconds to go. And then they were, you know, it was one of those ones where you went, well, knowing this Glasgow team's luck, you kind of go, we've never actually seen. At the end, when someone pulls a goalkeeper, that actually transpired into us, anyone like get, getting back into the game. And we're thinking, oh, bugger, Fife could actually do this. But thankfully, we managed to see out and get that win. And it was amazing. There was a wee bit of a tainted ending, to be fair, because everyone's kind of celebrating. And there was a bit of banter between both fans with some, how should we say... Uh, One, two... They were basically but, counting to ten. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what would have been fun if we went to 17 for how many losses we had. (laughs) Um, But I think at the end there was like a Fife fan through beer over like some of the Glasgow clan fans. Yeah, it's just... I don't know, it just was a bit tasteless. You kind of go, at the end of the day, it's it's a game of hockey, right? And we're all here to have fun. And and one of the things that we like about hockey is it is, for the most part, family friendly. So, says us who've not got a family, but... um, you kind of go, I don't know, that just felt like, I just wish that it didn't feel like, what am I trying to say, that's something that Fife as a club should be trying to stamp out there. Uh, I don't know if they've got cameras or whatever, but I don't know, it just seemed a bit, kind of yeah. a bit. But I've heard, looking at some of the tweets from other folk, um, I've seen, they've had many other horror stories of being in Fife and things like that. Yeah. yeah, it's not really the, the atmosphere you expect from a hockey game, maybe when you're going to like, I don't know, the football. Yeah, I don't want to tar it from the same brush out there because... Other than that, it, was, it seemed good, relatively yeah, good, like banter good banter and stuff like that. And uh, I've, I've got, I can't believe it, I've got, I've got a few friends that are Fife Flyers fans. Oh. No, I mean, I, I didn't see, we didn't see how much a pint was. Maybe it was dirt cheap and he could afford to do that. But I was just thinking, in, in this economy, who can afford to be chucking a pint yeah, about the place? I, and you want to tune into our bonus New York podcast to find oh, out about... Nice plug. About the pint prices. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I drink a pint of Brayhead, I'll be drinking that like it's water. <laughs> Bargain. And you can kind of guess where that was going. So overall, it was a good away trip. Good away day, as, as I would say. And just a special shout to one of the songs that was getting sung that made me laugh. What was it? The Big Red song? What was it? 
Gimme, gimme, gimme big red after midnight. Won't somebody help me put those jerseys away? <laughs> I, I cracked up at that. It did make, did make me laugh. And speaking of those um, songs, what is it? Dunbar. Aha. Um, that made me laugh. What a vibe, which I yeah, love. The, the, moving on to the Guildford match we bought the stream for. Um, and anytime the commentators say Dunbar, I'd go, Aha! <laughs> I thought it, was, I thought it was hilarious. So yeah, going on to the Guildford match. If we're being honest with you, we got beat. We, we got beat five three. I thought we put up a brave performance. I thought it too when we were up. We were up to zero at one point. And if I was being honest with you, the balance of play. If you told me Guildford were up to now, I would have easily believed you. I think the biggest news of that was Taylor getting the start. Taylor got the start. Yeah. What did you think? I thought he kind of held his own. I thought he did well. He's not. I mean. I couldn't remember how many uh, games he's played. He's, but for not having that many, much, many, from not having that much ice time, I thought he played well, especially against Guildford, who are kind of head and shoulders above the rest of the league right now, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're on a, at least from what I've seen on one of the stats websites, they're five from five, mm-hmm. maybe even more than that. But um, I thought he did a good job, you know, as well as you could think from being a backup goalie who's yeah. not going really to get any minutes. And from what I've heard, there's some, he was an NHL draft pick for Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. And I think they still have, is it something like they still have the rights to sign him back up? I don't know oh. if I've made that up, but I'm like, um, you'd have to have a right barnstormer. But, um, <laughs> uh, but I thought he made some really good saves. I thought he made some good saves. And I thought he did really well to the point where I actually went, I hope they give him some more minutes. Yeah. I think they vested Muse. I did think that maybe if they did get to know lead, they might have switched them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I don't. I don't think that from my point of view, from what we watched, we got beat kind of fair and square. And I don't think you could really pinpoint that on the goalie. If I was being honest yeah. with you, I think, I think we kind of lost our way about. I think it was maybe two two. I think, I think it was Jones got a penalty called because he didn't have his helmet on. Which I, I just think that's daft because surely. If your helmet falls off, you just put it on for health and safety. But I think, again, we don't really know the rules that well. But I think from what I understand, you're meant to like go off. Yeah. But he he was just kind of like faffing about trying to put it back in his head. Which, to me, that makes sense. Just get it sorted then and then. But yeah, anyway, he got, he got a call for that. But I do feel like it was a kind of a, a battling performance. Yeah, I think the, I think the quality of Guildford, as you can see, they're storming away with it at the top of the league. Um, I thought we did really well. We, Balance of play probably shouldn't have been up 2-0, but we took our chances, which is something we haven't been doing. But yeah, we got the penalty there, and that's where kind of maybe the wheels started to come off a wee bit. Um, but I think Jones kind of got his revenge by a shot from the blue line. Yeah, we slap shot. Um, that was pretty good, but I thought we did well. Um, and speaking of Guildford, which I thought was quite funny um, randomly, because it looks like they are, you know, if you took the league as it stands now, Guildford are going to win it, right? And I saw someone say, it's like one of these kind of like EIHL troll kind of accounts, but saying, I think if you win the league, you sometimes get entered into that. It's like Continental Cup or something. It's the International Cup for Hockey in Europe. And someone was saying, oh, imagine that, a team that plays hockey in a leisure centre. How embarrassing would that be if they got into the cup? And I saw Guildford had retweeted, retweeted that and saying, what's embarrassing? Or something like, why, what's wrong with this? Between peerage can have a go in our uh, wave machine and it had a picture of a mouse just riding this wave. I thought fair play, they leaned into it. <laughs> so I, 5-3, we got beat there, but it was a battling performance. Now, 
that kind of leads into the upcoming matches, which kicks off with a, a grudge match, a revenge match against Guildford at home. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're being honest, you're, you obviously want your home to be a fortress, but... <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching you the guitar. You have the, the clan coolies, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So, as much as I want to believe that we can do something, the run that Guildford are on suggests the probabilities are not in our favour yeah. of getting a win. But stranger things have happened. Then we've got the Steelers twice, both is it both home and away. Again, another kind of top half of the table team could be tough. Then it's the Cardiff Devils. You can see the Everts like... Was that away? Uh, Cardiff, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of tough matches coming up. And that's where I'll see if Dixon and Dyson can get some points out of this. I don't know. It could be... That would be really, really good. I don't even know what to expect from this because I do look at it and go, at least for the first half of these fixtures, you go Guildford, Steelers, Devils, and then we lead up to a Belfast doubleheader at mm-hmm. Christmas. You do look and go, those are some tough matches. I believe Belfast do have some injuries, but... Uh, that's, that's, I think that's what we said. That's the kind of thing that we're, we're enjoying about hockey is that, well, apart from the 17-game losing streak where you could kind of predict what was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of the time you can't really predict in the, uh, what's going to happen in the night. Like uh, Just at that weekend there, Manchester Storm played Belfast twice and beat them both legs. Yeah. Um, which was a bit of a, a shocker, I think they're... Ninth yeah. or eight. They're, they're they're towards the lower half of the table, obviously. I think for us, that's not the result we were looking for. <laughs> yeah, we, it wasn't. Yeah, but we were wanting them to get absolutely pumped, so uh-huh. they brought them down with us. But my issue is that probably by the time we end up playing Belfast, whatever injuries injuries they've had, they'll probably end up being mended, and then you get a pumping. But we are going to one of the away matches there, so at least we'll get a, hopefully get a subway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, tough tough week for fixtures, but. Um, you know, I think if we can get anything out of this, these, it'll be quite a bonus. Mm-hmm. But I think I think we'll get a few surprising results. I think even without Wah, hopefully we get Laporte back at some point. Hopefully maybe make some signings. I think Dyson kind of said they've, they've now three weeks in the hunt for a D-man, which is a bit concerning. But hopefully it means the guy that comes in is going to be the right person and then hopefully we can get a, a, an offensive player. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think that's us kind of caught up for the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Just to be reminded, we'll try and do a wee bonus podcast at some point about our trip to New York, seeing the Jersey Devils versus Toronto Maple Leafs and all the and all, shenanigans. All the shenanigans. <laughs> all the people we met. We've got a few characters. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.